Hello, and welcome to Thank You for Toilet Paper, a history of the little things, a podcast where we talk about a few things to be grateful for and the history behind how they came to be. I'm your host, Elizabeth Miller. Thank you for joining me today. Let's get going. Growing up as a kid, I accumulated a number of stuffed animals just over my lifetime to the point that I at one point had more stuffed animals than bed and um, (laughs) it was a little tricky. So after donating some, putting others into boxes, I now have a healthier number of cuddle buddies. So let's talk about our cuddle buddies and stuffed animals that might have given us courage as children to sleep through the dark night, or who may have inspired us to go on great adventures, as with Christopher Robin and Winnie the Pooh. Stuffed animals go by many names, from stuffed animals, to plushies, to plush toys, cuddle toys, soft toys, or stuffies. Before we get to stuffed animals, however, it's important to recognize the front runners of the soft toy. This includes wooden toys produced by ancient Egyptians in the 21st century BC. Early toys were made of wood, ivory, clay, and lots of other materials. If we want to look at a more direct front runner for the stuffed animal, then we'll want to look at the rag doll. The first evidence of a rag doll dates back to somewhere between the 1st and 5th century. This doll was made of rags, linen, and papyrus with wooden parts. It was discovered in Egypt. Ragdolls were popular worldwide and even became considered instructional playthings as children learned how to make repairs on the ragdolls themselves. The first stuffed animal was made in Germany by Margaret Streif in 1880, and the first animal that she made was a felt elephant, which was actually technically a pincushion. However, later, children began playing with them, and so Streif went on to create more animal toys for children. Later, her nephew, Richard Streif, joined Margaret's company in 1897 when he came up with the designs for the teddy bear. He had spent a lot of his time prior to then passing by the zoo, visiting the zoo, and thought that the bear would be a good idea for the toy. Another story goes, however, that it was Margaret's trip to the zoo with her nephew that inspired the stuffed bear. So either Margaret was there or Richard had just passed the zoo a lot. Her nephew asked her to make a stuffed bear, and she, believing that the bear would scare the children, made them much more cute and friendly with button eyes, movable arms, and a stitched nose and mouth. The teddy bear hit the market in 1902-1903, right about there. The story goes that the toy bears were on display at the Leipzig Toy Fair in 1903. Throughout the fair, they didn't garner much of any attention from the attendees. But near the end, an American buyer bought the entire stock of 100 bears, and later, before the end of the fair, came and ordered 3,000 more. This got the ball rolling. Later, at the St. Louis World Fair in 1904, the Steiff Company sold 12,000 bears and got a gold medal from the fair itself, which was the highest honor awarded. And just a fun fact, remember how we talked about kites just a while ago? Well, Richard Steiff also invented a Roloplan, which was a type of kite that would fly above the Steiff factory and take pictures of it, as well as the surrounding area of Gingen. At about the same time, across the Atlantic in the United States, Morris Mitchum, along with his wife Rose, came up with designs for a stuffed teddy bear. They would sew the bears at night while Morris would sell candy during the daytime. This teddy bear design drew inspiration from political cartoons of then-acting President of the United States Theodore Teddy, was his nickname, Roosevelt. 
and the political cartoon in particular that inspired Morris and his wife, it was a cartoon drawn by Clifford K. Berryman in 1902. The comic showed a scene from a recent story about Roosevelt that was circulating at the time. Roosevelt was an avid hunter, and while on a hunting trip in Mississippi, he had been chasing a black bear with his party. Someone in the party caught the bear and tied it to a tree, telling Roosevelt, who hadn't um, killed anything that day, that he should be the one to shoot the bear. But Roosevelt refused, believing it was unsportsmanlike conduct. Unfortunately, after Roosevelt refused, he uh, still told his hunting party companion to uh, put the bear out of its misery, so, like, the bear still died, but Roosevelt just wasn't the one to do it. So, I don't know how that plays into sportsmanship, but there it is. Berryman drew the scene of Roosevelt refusing and turned the grizzly bear into a cute black bear cub, and honestly, it looks more like a little Mickey Mouse, and this cute version of the bear gave Mitchum the idea for the stuffed animal. Mitchum even sent one of the bears to the president himself, and thereafter received permission to use the president's nickname for the bear, thus making it the teddy bear. By 1907, the Steiff Company was producing just under one million bears, and it has been making even more ever since. Following the sinking of the Titanic, the Steiff Company made mourning bears, which were black bears with red-rimmed eyes for tears shed for the victims during the Titanic. They made one for each of the victims. The bears now sell at auction for $20,000. The Steiff Company also had a motto that was created by Margaret herself. Only the best is good enough for children. That was the motto. This translated into more than just fine craftsmanship, as the bears were also very resistant to wear and tear and were flame-resistant. Steiff is also famous for its button-in-the-ear trademark, which was suggested by Margaret's other nephew, Franz. Uh, this was started in an effort to keep counterfeit bears from being sold as the real thing. The earliest type of stuffed bears were made from felt, velvet, mohair, and similar materials, and were often stuffed with sawdust, straw, or horsehair. Initially, teddy bears were stuffed with material that was difficult to clean, but in 1954, Wendy Boston and Ken Williams made washable teddy bears, changing out the stuffing materials to material that was more hygienic. Nylon ended up replacing the wood wool, kapok, mohair, and other materials that were previously used. These days, we use fabrics like plush, terry cloth, or sometimes we still use socks. And we use stuffing like batting cotton, straw, synthetic fiber, plastic pellets, beans, and wood wool. Moving away from teddy bears and back to stuffed animals generally, we find Ithaca Kitty, or as she was also called, the tabby cat, which was a stuffed animal that was mass-produced in 1892 in the United States, and in fact was just one of the first mass-produced stuffed animals there. In 1903, Peter Rabbit, from Beatrix Potter's beloved children's story, became the first fictional character to be patented and produced as a stuffed animal. While the mass production of stuffed animals grew, you could also still, of course, make your own, which was the case during the Great Depression, when many parents made stuffed animals for their children out of old socks, resulting in the sock monkey stuffed animal. Stuffed animals are for more than just children, though. As it turns out, for many adults, we take our stuffed animals with us into adulthood. A study by Professor Bruce Hood of the University of Bristol found that approximately one-third of British adults he surveyed still slept with stuffed animals, sometimes ones that they had had since childhood. The purpose of keeping these soft toys was to help reduce anxiety around sleeping, self-esteem, or fear of the night. 
Stuffed animals can provide a sense of comfort when we are stressed. This reflects back on the time we had as children, transitioning to sleeping alone. For many children in Western societies, this trend is more popular. Um, to start children sleeping separate from their parents at about one year old. As they start to sleep on their own, away from their parents, children learn to self-soothe with a blanket or a soft animal at night as they learn to sleep on their own. It's pretty normal then that between a third or 40% of adults still sleep with soft toys, and it's considered normal, healthy, by different psychologists and professors. I wasn't ever one to really name stuffed animals, but my siblings sometimes did. These days, one of my favorites are monsters and hearts. I have a couple. But overall, worldwide, the most popular stuffed animal by far is the teddy bear, with a variety of bears taking up to roughly 23.48% of all stuffed animals. Those are all bears. That's not even counting koala bears, polar bears, or panda bear stuffed animals. The smallest stuffed toy is about thumb size and is made by South African micro bear maker Cheryl Moss. Her bear comes in at just over half an inch tall, while the largest is a teddy bear bigger than a house. It is 19.41 meters or 63 feet 8 inches in length. It was constructed in Mexico by Municipio de Chonacatlan Ideas por México and Agrupación de... <laughs> I'm so sorry, my Spanish is rough. And Agrupación de Productores de Peluche. In 2019 and I've got to apologize for my uh, Spanish. I studied French first in my life and it has impacted all the languages I have since studied. It all sounds slightly French and American which is you know great when you're trying to speak German and Korean. If we want to keep talking world records the record for the largest stuffed teddy bear collection goes to Istvani Arnoki of Hungary in 2019 with a collection of 20,367 in total. Growing up, Istvani had never had a teddy bear, as she had grown up in poverty. In her late 20s, she bought her first teddy bear and kind of just never stopped. Her collection is housed in the teddy museum of her village in Hungary. The oldest stuffed animal in the world was made in 1904 and costs some 105,000 US dollars. In 2018, the global market for stuffed animals was estimated at 7.98 billion US dollars. Stuffed animals have also been the subject of many fads, the first being, of course, the teddy bear, followed later in the 1990s by Ty Warner's Beanie Babies, and then stuffed animals that were paired with technology, such as Tickle Me Elmo, or for those of you who remember the slightly terrifying Furbies. When those things woke up in the middle of the night and, like, nobody had touched them, that was, like, a nightmare. That was terrifying. It was like the gremlins a little come to life. That's what I thought. You had more innovation later with the internet with stuffed animals and the creation of Webkin's stuffed toys. These had secret codes in each animal, or that came with the animal, that you could use on the Webkin's website to unlock certain features or activities. These days, there are many fads and many brands strengthening their brand and popularity through stuffed animals, such as Disney with their recent release of Sum Sums uh, that were first released in Japan, as well as other plush toys. With the U.S. alone spending $1 billion annually on stuffed toys, it's clear that we all need a little comfort and a little play. I'm grateful for my stuffed animals in my life and the stories and memories that I have with them, from adventures during playtime to comfort during difficult times. 
Hopefully the stuffed animals in your life leave you feeling a little bit better when life is difficult and reminds you that you still have room for play and imagination to make a better tomorrow. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a marvelous day.